What's up, guys? It's Rooster Grooves. I'm Jesse. Across from me is Jay Purcell, himself, in the flesh. <laughs> Welcome. Along, everybody. What's going I on? I always feel awkward every time I say hello. Ah, no, it's all it's casual. It's, it's our casual. own podcast, so we can sound like however we want. Speaking of which, what is this podcast about, Jesse? <laughs> well, today we're talking about Steve Lacey, and nobody knows more about Steve Lacey than us, not even Steve Lacey himself. We know everything there is in the whole wide world to know about Steve Lacey. Uh, I think that's something the Nardwar serviette, the human serviette, might have said. True. Actually, but not us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm joking. But Rooster Grooves is about, in general. The creative mindset? <laughs> oh, I don't know if you, you set me up. <laughs> I set you up. <laughs> what we're really talking about is the creative mindset. Yeah. Uh, the perspective of these artists. Yeah. Their ambitions, how they go about moving through their day and accomplishing their accomplishments. Yeah. You know, how, you know, how they get in the headspace to accomplish things. Like I said, their perspective about how to view something so that they can make use of it and uh, have control and power in their own life. Yeah. And we use these different artists as a vehicle to explain these cool concepts, um, whether it's which, you know, technical equipment, equipment that you use, the DAW, which mixers, which pedals, whatever, mm -hmm. or, you know, the pedals and mixers of your mind. Yeah. You know, the philosophies and viewpoints and uh, reasons for why you should think about things in different ways. Yeah. And because uh, you can use all these these valuable techniques and this information to do more than just music. It can be in any aspect of your life. Yeah. And that's what we're kind of really talking about. The creative mindset, perspective yeah. and, you know, general personal growth. Yeah. So, you know, and then amongst that, you can discover maybe some artists that you haven't heard of before. Um, yeah. like us because we haven't heard some some of these artists that we cover it's actually like i haven't heard of them for like you know at all like uh, sticky fingers a couple mm -hmm. of episodes back hadn't heard even one song didn't know anything about them so we're not like trying to be the the beyond wikipedia of <laughs> yeah each of these artists it's more like our discovery finding out what we know and then exploring those topics that you just talked about like really and think, we've said know. it on the air before we're yeah. here to learn and to grow along with our listeners yeah this is a conversation of us figuring this out <clears throat> live yeah exactly we, we, we listen to these artists sometimes i don't know who the artist is yeah. um i may have heard one song or one of the singles but we don't know any of the history of the artist yeah um we do some research we listen to as much as we can and learn as much as we can um that week and then we don't re uh, we don't converse about what we're going to talk about on the podcast before we actually hit record yeah so we're just this is all live um and it creates a cool conversation that's what our podcast is a conversation of me and jay uh learning and discovering yeah and this was prompted by two constructive reviews that we were sent <laughs> two out of five stars but i had to hunt around for these i didn't like we always ask at the end of the episode to email us for your feedback you can also write a youtube comment or tweet at us um, but I discovered some uh, pod Apple podcast reviews from the Netherlands and from Canada. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to read any of them. I mean, we can. I, I, maybe let's read your favorite one. My uh, favorite one. One, We do appreciate the feedback, whether it's good or bad. I'm going to read this one because it's, uh, it's uh, picking on you and not me. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> is that right? I think. I don't King, King Cruel episode is terrible. This is the, the title of this review. The one guy didn't know any song names, hadn't listened to all his albums, thought Radiohead was making music in the 70s, and knew nothing about the Pixies. A host of a music podcast should know a lot better than that. 
It was an early episode, so maybe it's gotten better, but I'm too rattled to try. <laughs> oh, no. But anyway, thanks for your constructive feedback. Um, it is B- BBTDCCN from Canada. Um, we thank you. No, it's good because we don't know. You know, we're just creating this podcast and putting it out there. Mm-hmm. And we don't know uh, until people let us know what they like and don't like. So, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, we're figuring it out on the spot, and yeah. uh, even after episode 100 aired last week, we're yeah. still figuring it out. Still figuring it out. So you know, we're figuring out what we love, yeah. what we like to do, and uh, your feedback helps because we want to do what you guys want to do as well. Because yeah. we're all in this together. That's the point of this podcast. Yeah. Um, and one quickly, I always liked the new thing I've started to do is a music quote to kick off each episode because it's like inspiring. I love and, it. Uh, Leo Tolstoy, you heard of him, right? Tolstoy? No. Okay. Uh, Said, music is the shorthand of emotion. Hmm. Yeah. And we were just discussing this before we came on air, like how, uh, if you think about it, songs are really important to people, but a lot of the best songs in the world are like less than four minutes long. Mm -hmm. Some are two minutes long. So it only takes two minutes to, you know... Be the shorthand of emotion. Have you know? Has, yeah. ha, have so much of an emotional punch yeah. into 120 seconds exactly. of vibrations of yeah. a, a speaker vibrating, yeah. transferred into our eardrums, yeah. perceived by our mind, <laughs> and we feel th- stuff. Which is and what? Things. Which is what Steve Lacey's doing. Yeah. Our topic of discussion today. Yeah. yeah. Steve Lacey, awesome producer. Let's get into it. Let's get He's into it. A man. guitarist, singer, yeah. songwriter, producer. Mm-hmm. Um, he spans kind of multiple genres. Yeah. Kind of goes, um, what would you say? Mostly in the like alternative R&B or progressive R&B. Yeah. I would say that. Uh, he gets a little bit indie mm-hmm. with some of his vocal stylings, some of his uh, guitar stylings sometimes. Uh, lo-fi um but definitely overall i would say in the r&b alternative r&b realm yeah like i know prince is one of his inspirations i don't hear too much prince in his stuff but i guess you could hear it in there it's in there it's in the mix of his inspiration yeah not it's not like blatant prince though exactly yeah yeah uh so he's um yeah out of la yeah basically we'll get into it a little bit later um he has two albums out yeah two full lengths Mm-hmm. But he's worked with some big names. Yeah. Um, he's worked with, uh, I think he worked on something for Mac Miller. Yeah. Um, he started in the band called The Internet. Yeah. And who else has he worked with? Solange. Solange. Um, Kendrick Lamar. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Tyler, the creator. Frank Ocean. Yeah. Kelly Uchis, I think. Yep. Um, as, and it's a mixture, like some Vampire Weekend, is that? Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah. Sometimes it's a feature, him featuring. Sometimes he's playing guitar. Sometimes he produced the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so he's playing all the basses, covering yeah. all the basses. Yeah. Um, and he's become a really prominent, sought-after producer. Yeah. He's only 24 years old. Yeah. And I hadn't, I'd like heard his name, and I saw him maybe a couple of months ago on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. performing a couple of tracks from his new album. Um, I hadn't really, didn't really, then I'd heard his name, but I saw him in SNL and I was like, I still didn't recognize him. Like, <laughs> I was like, I still don't know who. He is. Uh, yeah, it's like one of those things. I think a lot of people talk, like Frank Ocean as well. I don't really know anything about, which is 
I know he's like massive, right? <laughs> yeah, but they're pretty mysterious. Yeah. A couple of these kind of producer yeah. guys. Yeah, I mean, if you're not listening to the music or following certain mainstream things, mm -hmm. um, I'm probably sure I've heard his tracks out in the world, but not really noticed it. But not knowing this person yeah. intimately, yeah, as an artist. Yeah, so it's been cool to find out a little bit more about him, and I think it's it's crazy, and I want to get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. He's a super cool guy. Yeah. Uh, what was the, I don't know if I was going to say something else. Let's listen to another track and we'll get into it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. now it's the end of the track <laughs> there was a couple of those cuts in there see you girl by steve lacy i believe that was his first solo single released mm -hmm. um uh, just vibey right vibey you guys in what do we think what do we think 2015 that was um so he was young he's only 24 now um i like it yeah i, I listened to all three of his albums and mm. well there's the one i count that one album that's the lo-fi lo yeah yeah which is like a you know um leaked tracks or demos or instrumentals yeah kind of like side right. stuff that was lying around yeah um so i kind of i listened to that one as well yeah. but all both of his main lps are very cool including in addition to that third one yeah uh i like it all yeah very good yeah i, I didn't hear a bad track oh. so i was pretty impressed with this artist yeah and I mean, yeah, basically I came across and I think I've heard the name Steve Lacey, but I, I really, it became prominent in my mind, um, hearing the track that we opened up with, mm. uh, Bad Habits. From his most recent album. Yeah. Gemini. Gemini writes. Yeah. So yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So this guy's basically, uh, you know, blown up a little bit from TikTok. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. after, you know, he's had a little bit, it's a, sh a short career, but he's gotten a lot done in this, this early part of his life. Yeah. Um, and he's seen a lot of success there. But um, before we get there, let's take it on back. <clears throat> get in the time machine. Rewind. <laughs> All right. We're in 1998. Okay. The previous century. Mm. And Steve Lacey is born on May 23rd in Compton, wow. California. Yeah. Los Angeles. Um, and he grew up there. Um, he, his mom's African-American. His dad's Filipino. Mm-hmm. Uh, said his dad wasn't really around much when he was growing up. Mm. He, the way he characterized it is that he was there for big events, mm -hmm. like birthdays and anniversaries and stuff. Um, but he was absent for most of his life. And he passed away when he was 10 years old. When Steve was 10 years old, his dad passed away. Um, he doesn't talk about it much. It's just other than the facts, he doesn't say like it impacted him in any huge way kind of thing. You're right. But, um, but yeah, he grew up in... Topanga in Compton. Topanga, uh, like from Boy Meets World. Wow, wow. Taking it back. You remember that show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you have a crush on Topanga? Oh, who didn't? <laughs> exactly. Look at her. Still. That's Topanga from... Yeah, there she is. On the on the screen for our YouTube Look viewers. Look at that. Um, but, 
yeah, it's a place. Yeah. I always thought that was mm-hmm. a weird name for a person as well. But then I realized it was a, also a place in I, California. When I heard it was a place, I thought it was a weird name for a place. Exactly. There you go. You know? Yeah. Uh, apparently it's famous though. Um, it's, didn't uh, Neil Young uh, record some of his early material around there? I think I heard. I, apparently it's like a good kind of chill place for a lot of musicians to hang out from, to get away from the craziness of like, mm. the rest of L.A., um, sure, I'll take your word for it. And also, like Compton has a bad reputation, right? Through popular culture and the movies and all that, and reality. <laughs> and reality, but it's, it's rough. But Steve says, like he he thinks he gets a bad rap because of those movies and that. Like they made it seem to be way worse than it actually was in reality. I think mm-hmm. is what he said. Um, but at the same point, time his mum. The felt it was dangerous enough to like kind of shelter him growing up he said he felt had like kind of a sheltered childhood growing up where she didn't let him just go out and play in the park alone with his friends because she basically didn't want him to get uh you know involved in anything illegal or any bad situations yeah you know, she really like cared that. about him and she yeah. was like for sure looking after him yeah and a huge part of his young adult life yeah, or yeah. his young baby life yeah <laughs> And he has a few sisters, right, as well? I, I believe so. I didn't, I didn't get into the specifics. I yeah. didn't make notes about that, but you're right. Yeah. And, uh, and schooling. He just like, I think he just described his, his early years as just, just middle-class suburban life growing up. Yeah, I saw that he lived in a little bit of nicer areas than some of his friends. Right. I'm not yeah. sure if his mom was super well off, yeah. but uh, that's the story that was told right. um, in these articles. Yeah. And yeah, also went to a kind of nicer schools. He went to a private school, right, for high school? I yeah. Think. yeah, it was a performing arts high school. Okay. So, and then I guess let's talk about his kind of instrument stuff. He, he, yeah. he yeah. started falling in love with guitar. I heard two stories Okay. Um, from, from Guitar Hero. Wow, yeah, yeah. When he was like 10 years old. Right. So he's playing that. Yeah. Um, and then started picking up real guitar yeah. around that time as well. And I saw another story that said he was interested in guitar from going to church. Mm, okay. And seeing yeah. some of the players in there. And it could be both. Yeah. yeah. He did grow up super Christian, he said, mm. like, about his upbringing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I heard the guitar hero thing as well. And I think at least before he was 10 years old, at least when he was 10 years old, there's a photo of him uh, with a guitar. Mm. And his first guitar was like a Stratocaster. I don't know if it was a, I don't think it was like a Fender or it might have been. I don't know if they Fender do cheaper, like, ones I, I they're always they're... really expensive whenever i look up a fender stratocaster <laughs> yeah i think they're pretty nice uh and he had that with like an amp like it was like an amp guitar combo deal sort of thing which is his first oh, guitar yeah. nice um and then he just used to like play around i think and he said like nothing too crazy he didn't really play in any bands or anything it was just his thing like, he doesn't know if any of his friends really knew that he i don't think his friends really knew that he did it because mm-hmm. he did mention like in school like you know, do you want to be a music nerd or do you want to like be out and socialize kind of thing? And I think the older he got, the more he was trying to like socialize with friends instead of being locked up away, you know, doing music. But, right. Um, he did play football at school, I heard. Oh, I didn't see that he played football. Yeah, for one year, he said. And then his mum was like, you have to choose between football and being in jazz band. And he picked jazz band. So he was in the jazz band in high school, I think. Yeah, um, that is correct. Uh, I also heard uh, Theonless Monk. They had Theonless Monk organization. There's like some thing called after him where they go to schools and they teach 
kids about jazz and the history of jazz and stuff like that. And he said he, he was exposed to a lot of that growing up as well when they came through. That really like inspired him to like hear what those guys were talking about, you know. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so here's what I got. He was in high school and uh, in this performing arts, nice, pretty, pretty nice school. Mm. And he met Jamil Bruner. Did you come across that name? Yes. So this was a guy who was an upperclassman, I believe, mm. at the time compared to Steve. And uh, he, he played in a band called The Internet. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 now he's a past member. He's not a member of that group anymore. Are they still together? Yeah, as far know. as I, I know, yes. But he's officially left them? Or? Yeah. Okay. That's the yeah. story that I know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, but at the time he was there mm-hmm. and also... Jamil Bruner is apparently Thundercat's brother. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So, little connection there. Yeah. Thundercat's the man. Mm-hmm. Killing it. Um, da, da. We saw Thundercat. Oh, we missed him, though. Uh, I missed, but I had seen him with Flying Lotus. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. we missed him opening up for the Strokes. Yes. And Chili Peppers. I almost saw him. But, yeah. I heard a funny story where uh, Damon Albarn an episode again, everybody. <laughs> Love it. Apparently, uh, like Damon Albarn was supposed to have a session with Erica Badu and he was waiting around for ages and ages and ages. And oh, he, yeah. he got increasingly more and more drunk. And then she finally showed up at 2 a.m. And then they had a session, but they're never going to release it because he said he's all, Damon's all like singing out of tune uh, and it's terrible. But apparently uh, he like, later hooked up with Thundercat I think he collaborated with Thundercat, right? Did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah and the latest album, the okay. feature. And then Thundercat was like, "I was in that session." Like, right. so this was like way back before Thundercat was famous. He was a nobody. Yeah, but he was like playing with Erica Badu and, or something, and he was like, yeah. in, in the studio session. So that's yeah. amazing yeah. connections. <laughs> These wild connections, people. Wild connections. Yeah, yeah. We love it. It's serendipity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jamil Bruner. He joins the internet. Steve yeah. Lacey joins the internet. Yeah. Starts making stuff. Steve Lacey yeah. doesn't have a lot of equipment. No. So he's using his phone. Yeah. Some applications to make music on his phone. I don't know what kind of phone it was, but... It was an iPod Touch, actually. Oh, uh, a Touch. Yeah, it wasn't even a phone. Not yeah. even a phone. Yeah. Uh, apparently, um, and here's a photo of it. It's an old, beat-up, white iPod Touch, and it's been on display in the Smithsonian. For real? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's a famous iPod Touch now, like that he wrote, recorded, and even released music from. Right, like the early stuff he was doing on this yeah. device. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, that's that's my favorite. That's like the fact of the podcast. That's yeah, that's the main story, right? <laughs> and I mean, yeah, that's essentially you can. Yeah. There's no rules. You can do whatever you want, and you could be Grammy nominated for doing something on an iTouch. Yeah. Uh, so that, I mean, let's talk about it. In the the 2014 is when he joined the internet. Uh, they started recording their third album called Ego Death, yeah. which came out in 2015. Right. And that was the, you know, it was con- it was nominated for Best Contemporary Urban Album. Yeah. It um, was the and, album that really blew him up, right? Yeah, but, he had yeah. a lot of production on it. I think he did some, you know, playing instruments and he did some vocals. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a couple of iPhone beats on there, he says. Um, he said also said it was his first music project, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, he's listed as an executive producer on there or something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, but he, so the album comes out, it's got all of his material on there. It does pretty well. They go on tour, but he couldn't go on tour because he was still in school apparently. Mm. So, 
I mean, he's a kid. He was like yeah. he was like seventeen, 17 or something. Yeah, something yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess he he co-produced over half of the songs. Right. I saw. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I already said the other stuff, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So 2016, yeah. he finished his high school. Right. And that he started releasing his own stuff. Yeah, I think he said there was a there was a decision within the internet band that everyone should release their own solo material, kind of thing. Um, he was asked by a radio interviewer, "Is that because everyone had just given up on the internet now?" And he's like, "No, it was it was kind. Of, the idea behind it was that they wanted to explain more what they meant um, about Ego Death, the album, mm -hmm. and they thought the best way to do that was for everyone to individually release their own solo." material to mm -hmm. further expand for sure stuff. like it's a great idea yeah yeah and uh so it was kind of like in this time where he was not only right writing his own material but then he started the collabs right like um, yeah yeah with different people he contributed right. to recordings by denzel curry yeah like you said cali ukis yeah i say ukis you say uchis i've heard uchis okay yeah. uchi sounds a little more <laughs> fun uh, as well as uh, out of Jane Ico, yeah, um, and then Big Sean's Twenty Eighty Eight, right? Um, his yeah. that project, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Rashad, yeah. Who else? Um, he also co-produced Fold and Clothes for J Cole, right? And um, yeah, that for for your eyes only, yeah, was that track or that project? I don't remember. I think it's a track. And there's a uh, Solange collab as well that he did um he said about that that he said he was like working on this guitar part that he thought was a bit like not very good or a bit repetitive or something and, and she said solange is really good she like just came up and like put a microphone in front of him and like he finally like got his idea out he said the idea wasn't used but <laughs> <laughs> but it was like i think that's the only time i've heard him be a little bit uh nervous uh -huh. the, the only restoring of something where he's been nervous because his other experiences you know he's been asked what is it like working with these big massive people and he's like they all treated me like i was like on their level and equal and it was just relaxed and chill you mm -hmm. know and so he learned a lot from them you know as well you know not being like starstruck but i guess he was like given the opportunity to just you know be relaxed and contribute his ideas kind of thing so, right right and that it allowed him to that. blossom, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he said he's been on, on over a hundred songs. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't know if he's counting his own stuff, but but in, either uh, way, yeah, yeah, very yeah. productive in just a few yeah. years' time, essentially. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, very impressive. Yeah, I'm impressed. So the iPhone thing or the iPod Touch thing, um, he used a few different tools to get that done. Like he used mostly GarageBand, GarageBand. Mm -hmm. uh, the iOS app, MPC, uh, there's like an MPC app as well for like doing drum, mediocre drum programming. Oh, mediocre. <laughs> no, well, Grammy was, nominated. Uh, yeah, Grammy nominated drum <laughs> pro. Um, yeah, he used a few, but like he seems to gravitate towards uh, GarageBand to pull things together. There's mm -hmm. actually a TEDx teen video of him on stage giving a TEDx talk. Oh, uh, he did? Yeah, really? Yeah, and he plays a couple of the tracks from his device. And it's also, he, he brings up a, there's like a screen projection of his, like, his garage band session with the at the timeline as it's like playing along kind of thing. That's it's insane. super simple. It's just like he has a beat, he's got his guitar, and then just like a shit ton layer of vocals, like where he's doing all different types of harmonies and mm -hmm. 
stuff like that. Um, and he uses just the, the guitar rig uh, the adapter that you plug into your iPhone that allows you to plug a guitar directly into the iPhone. It's insane. He said like, you know, once he discovered that there were like amps in, in GarageBand, he like messed around with that to like make the sound of his guitar change and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, it's funny, like all the while though, he said he kept asking for like a MacBook Pro every year for like Christmas or something or his birthday. Right. Like, cause he was like, all of my friends are using that, you know, but in the meantime, he was just using the iPod touch and he realized that he didn't need anything else. Like he was able to create and it actually has this own like unique sound to it, which mm -hmm. is interesting. It does, it has like a bit of a lo-fi. It's like the new four track, like yeah. four track club of, of the new century, you know. They make a beats on your iPhone. Yeah. And yeah, it just shows you, you just need a song. You just need some inspiration. Uh, and yeah, most people would demo it that way, but he didn't. He fucking just released straight it. to release, <laughs> easy, which is great. Don't which think about it. Led to his first, well, even before his own solo stuff. That's how he was like contributing material to the internet. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just it's yeah. wild to think about. Yeah. If he, what if he didn't do that? What if he yeah. just thought, all I have is an iPhone. I can't make real music. Second guessing, or yeah, hiding the material because it's not good enough. It's like, just, hey, just fuck it. He was just putting it out Did there, what right? he could with what he had. Yeah, yeah. And manifested the life that he wanted. Yeah. Going on tour right after high school. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, then he got a little bit of money. Um, and this leads to his debut album, right? Mm -hmm. And where, yeah. where in this point did he get a MacBook? He got one eventually. He, I think he said he was still living at home and his sister went off to college. So there was an empty room in the house. And he was like allowed to do whatever he wanted in the room. So he created a home studio and he had a manager at this point and he convinced his manager to buy his studio gear for him. Oh, there, okay, nice. Apparently. So that's how we Apparently, got it. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Are we still like 2017? Um, I think so. Yeah, around that. So he, yeah. so he starts making his own stuff. Yeah. Um, either way, he's just on this trajectory of creation and he, he, he builds this project called Steve Lacey's Demo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was on a record label, independent uh, third quarter yeah. label. Yeah. I believe that's right. Yeah. And that was by the end of the year, I think 2017. Yeah. Um, same year he co-produced and was featured on Gold Link's track, Some Girl. Mm -hmm. Co-produced Kendrick Lamar's Pride. Mm. Um, and that was off the Grammy winning Damn album. Right. That Damn album. Uh, Tyler, Tyler, the creator's... 9-11 slash Mr. Lonely. And that was Grammy nominated off of uh, Lonely Boy, hmm. I do believe. No, Flower Boy. Um, so yeah, then the next year, co-produced, wrote the entirety and wrote the entirety of Raven Lena's Crush EP. Wow. Okay. So he's just, he's just on a roll. He yeah. contributed to Mac Miller's Swimming, Kali yeah. Uki's Isolation, yeah. uh, Blood Orange's Negro Swan. So just thing after thing after thing. And then I guess that same July, I think we're in 2018, the Internet's Hive Mind came out. Right. So there's, there were still together, of course, at that time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he did a heavy load of that production. He did a lot of the work. Yeah. Um, songwriting, um, you know, playing guitar and stuff, mm. co-production. He wrote a little bit on all the tracks, um, did a lot of co-lead vocals and background vocals. Did some synths, drums. He's all over the place. Mm. 
Um, and then around, I guess around that time, 2018, 2019, that's when the lo-fis came out. Mm. Um, or no, I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. Pause. The 2019 Apollo. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. I put that in the wrong spot in my notes. XXI. I'm bad at Roman numerals. What is that? Uh, 21. 21. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. So that's his first LP. Yeah. Full length. Right. With a MacBook. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think like it's kind of, I haven't heard his transition like yet. Um, right. I, definitely the Steve Lacey's demo was done on the phone. Like, and because he was asked about his first album, is that, that's not really an album, it's an EP. And he's, mm -hmm. I think he said, well, my first project kind of thing. He he wasn't really like making the dis the distinction between albums in, his, in the interview I saw. Right. He's like saying projects kind of thing. It's, yeah, it was just like creating yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I think Apollo 21 is when he set up that home studio and was able to get a little bit more gear, I think. Um, I know yeah. he uses Ableton and he had used Ableton before to program some of his beats must from a friend maybe and then he exported them and put them on his iPod. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, but I don't know if he uses Ableton now, do you know, like as the door of choice? I, I, yeah. I don't, I didn't see anything that he changed okay. yeah, since yeah. that. Yeah. Probably still has GarageBand. Probably. In, in addition. Great way. I know. Damon Albarn again. Shit, sorry. Because I keep hearing stories about him. Can't get enough. He does his demos on an iPad, I think, using mm -hmm. GarageBand. So it's actually a good tool. No, people like, yeah. in our circles here in Seattle still use GarageBand. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a great tool Yeah, for whatever you want. Release the music, but it's at least a very good tool yeah. to make competent demos. Exactly. At yeah. the very least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Apollo 21, very yeah. good. First solo yeah. EP was on the Billboard 200 yeah. and it was nominated for a 2020 Grammy. So just kind of hit the mark. It's very good, pretty well-rounded album, very vibey. He's got like little funk in his in his music. Yeah, yeah. Um, do we have a track to play from this? Yeah, I picked out a little one because it was kind of funky. Basement Jack. Lacey from his debut album Apollo 21. Upbeat and vibey. 2017. Yeah, it's a great album. Uh, my favorite track on there is called Like Me. It's like nine minutes long. We talked about playing it. We talked about playing it, yeah. Uh, but it is nine minutes. It's great though. It doesn't like, I think um has like three segments or something like that. Because he does this a lot in his, his music. He likes, he sort of does like a 360 almost kind of sometimes in his arrangements like the song will just stop and there'll be some silence and then there'll be like what sounds like a different idea mm -hmm. comes in but it's like the same track kind of thing yeah no it's very uh, cool yeah it's very cool like yeah. the the title track off this album not not this album the way that we played at the beginning of the podcast bad habits which we'll talk about yeah kind of just halfway through kind of switches mm -hmm. and goes off on a whole second movement yeah and never comes back yeah so i think that's pretty pretty cool yeah and it's not super normal to have a big pop song just kind of change halfway through yeah so it's respectable and different and cool yeah 
Um, yeah, he does have a laptop now. He said he has a, he's got some more money, <laughs> a laptop and some instruments. Good. I think the process is still the same. I've just got some better gear. That's all. That's mm-hmm. what he says. Yeah. Um, so I guess in this, yeah. in this time period, yeah, he releases that. I mean, are we done talking about Apollo? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, great I, album. Go listen. It, it's really good. Yeah. We don't mean yeah. to like pass it on by. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Um, but in this time period after that, he's working with other people and stuff, still collaborating, I think, still creating music. And in the meantime, he releases an album called The Lo-Fi's, which isn't a real full-length LP. Yeah. But, uh, it, you know, like on Spotify, it will come up as an album. Yeah. So I don't know what everyone wants to call it, however you di- differentiate, but it's... It's kind of like how people used to release a whole album of B-sides or whatever. Yeah, it's like, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's basically B-sides. So yeah, there's yeah. instrumentals on there, demos, yeah. leaked stuff ideas whatever yeah um but it it works well enough as an album if you're trying to listen to some steve lacy yeah, yeah it's it's still top-notch pretty cool stuff nice yeah and i mean yeah I, he just keeps working with people collaborating like i said yeah and then let's talk about gemini rights yeah 2022 his second album uh for his first song bad habit the one we we played mm-hmm. uh it was his first track to reach number one on the billboard hot 100 yeah apparently. so that song is a uh, yeah. smash hit off that album yeah on tiktok right as well they said over four hundred thousand videos used this song insane on, yeah on tiktok so he already had a yeah. big you know following and a good yeah. trajectory working with big musicians but he was still pretty underground yeah yeah, yeah. um and then uh, the story goes you know this this tiktok um you know vibe People using that sound, quote unquote, mm-hmm. to make videos and stuff, it just propelled him to this next level. Yeah. And kind of really blowing up right now. Yeah. yeah. He's like in the process of being blown up yeah. as we speak yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> with, with dynamite, <laughs> what's happening? <No. laughs> um, TikTok. Yeah, it's crazy. He's not the only artist we've talked about that has had some viral TikTok things. Mm-hmm. It's like really proving as a platform to really get music um you know certain tracks popular and it's interesting the ones that are, are, are popping off there's been like one bad one i think isn't there something about there was some really bad track than the one like black friday or something i can't remember what the track was called something friday whatever i don't know a couple of years ago but uh but but steve lacy track that's a good one to pop off that is a good one who was the band bad graders had that track shooting stars oh yeah that's that right. was a good one it was memeified check out our episode on bad graders that's if that's a fun Bagger. one um and but yeah did you hear they're trying to ban tiktok again though in the u.s did you hear this yeah i heard the rumors yeah that's the word on the street trump administration was trying to do it and biden are bringing it back they're like saying you gotta sell tiktok or we're gonna ban it in the usa I, I can uh, understand. Mm-hmm. And, and for those of us that didn't know, TikTok started as a music app right, called yeah. Musical.ly. Yeah, yeah. And it was like more geared towards... Like DJing track, like finding tracks and DJing them, wasn't it? I, I don't or? even know that, that much. Okay. Yeah. It was just more geared toward music in general, but you're yeah. probably right. Yeah. Um, but then it transitioned and was kind of rebranded yeah. for, I don't know, slightly different types of videos. Yeah. And that's the TikTok that we know today. And so the concern is apparently that China is can uh, have all of this <clears throat> data on U.S. consumer habits, interests, and location data. Yeah. And all of this stuff is sent back to China, and Chinese government can have access to all this stuff, apparently. And knowledge is power. And misinformation. They're worried about the misinformation. 
campaigns what, about to start on it you know what's so. interesting that i was reading about is that in china there's heavy regulations on what you can be shown on tiktok okay yeah it's more uh, censored over there yeah, yeah it's way more censored yeah. but we have a version of tiktok in america that is just like free and you can yeah. post whatever you want and you can view whatever you want yeah and videos will be sent to you like based on whatever you like yeah um through the algorithm and it's just not as censored yeah and the reason is because because it's like kind of unhealthy yeah it's it's addictive yeah and apparently he's uh, the ceo is going to be doing some testifying next week okay they're going to ask him questions about all of this and about the content that comes up there that is like, because it is free, like free form, you mm -hmm. know, whatever, freedom of speech. There's a lot of bad shit on there that they're saying is like, same with Instagram, they said about like the inappropriate content that's like led people to be depressed or kill themselves and shit like that. It's mm -hmm. like, man, but all the social media is, is a horrible thing. You got to use it all wisely. You got to, you know. We, you got everyone has should be responsible for their own social media usage and what you yeah. post and what you consume and don't believe everything you know yeah don't blame the app if you're scrolling yeah really you can't really blame that you're the one that had downloaded it downloaded it and yeah. created an account that personal agency you're in yeah, control yeah. yeah take charge yeah take your so, power back but you know on the lighter side of things it means that the music is popping up on there and uh, people like steve lacy are reaching it's like another avenue to reach a wider audience mm -hmm. that you wouldn't have reached otherwise you know yes and uh yeah so it's good yeah. but yeah. i mean good for steve lacy yeah yeah but yeah this uh, gemini writes is a i don't know it's a more crystal clear kind yeah. of produced album yeah sounds a little like produced a little more poppy mm -hmm. I don't know. It's vibrant. It's good. It's still got the Steve Lacey funk and groove. Yeah. Um, and R&B stylings. Yeah. So it's very good. I guess it was written in response to a breakup that he had. Mm. Okay. And so that, you know, inspired a lot of feelings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, he had a lot of, you know, assistance on this one because he just wanted to employ some different ideas or techniques or whatever. There's DJ Dahi. Mm. I don't know some of these people. Yeah. Ellie Rise. Okay. John Carroll Kirby. Fushi, uh, Fouché. <laughs> I don't these know. Features or co-producers? I think co-producers. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's cool. I think co-producers. Um, but Gemini Rights was named the best progressive R&B album at the 65th annual Grammy Awards. There you go. It won. Damn. 2023. It won. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Deal sealed. Then he's. He's in there. Yeah, he's so, in. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's but in the club. Like, yeah, what was I going to say? Shit. I mean, like, along with all of this, yeah, his PR has been rising as well. You know, he's performing on TV shows. Mm -hmm. He's having his old uh, iPod device being displayed in the Smithsonian. <laughs> that's pretty, that's the coolest thing that could have happened. Uh, yeah. Cover, uh, you know, things like he's doing things on GQ, like, th Things that are most important to me, video series. I haven't, I didn't watch his one yet, but uh, I mean, he hasn't done colors though, has he? Has he done colors? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't think see. he needs to. I think he's on a different he's level that. now. He's past that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's crazy, man. Yeah. And he is like a kind of a shy, introverted guy. Is, he the is. one thing to say about him. And uh, and he was asked about this in an interview. It's like, well, 
how does that work? Like, do you have to flip the switch and be like, I'm going to be Steve Lacey character now kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The only thing he said about that was that um, he has a team now, you know, people working for him. So he said the shy stuff had to go out of the window and I have to be like more assertive to get certain things like done, you know, with his team, you know, whatever it is, right. whether it's musically or something to do with touring or press or PR, or whatever kind of thing, you know, he has to say, this is how I want it, you know, done and, and direct delegate people to get that thing done sort of thing, mm -hmm. you know? And he said he learned how to do that just by observing other people that he's worked with and how they operate, you know? Yeah. Like, um, which is cool. And he's staying independent in that way. I think that's the way it seems to be done now with, even if you're a big artist and you have a record label, you still have that inner team that like works directly with you on a day-to-day -day basis for, for all aspects of the business, like the creative side and the business side and the marketing side, you know? Mm -hmm. like, you gotta have your, your, your crew kind of thing, you know? This person's in charge of social media, but they're like, they're with me, you know? Yeah, it's a machine. Like, yeah, it's a machine, yeah. Um, yeah, and shit. He's only 24 years old. Like over 100 a songs. Three albums, you could say. Yeah. I'm just going to say it because... That's fair. Yeah. Bunch of EPs, bunch of singles. Yeah. I mean, damn. What is just? I mean, I like, if he... Hopefully he continues on until he's like 90s or something. So we've got like hundreds more songs to come from him. Is know? he the next Pharrell? Uh, well, I don't know. That's, he's another thing, Pharrell, wasn't he? Has Pharrell actually ever released, yeah, a solo album under his own name? I'm sure he has. Yeah. I don't know that much about him. Like, yeah. like he has a whole history from the Neptunes, Neptunes to, to Daft Punk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's everywhere. I'm sure he's released an album. Yeah. Well, Happy, that song was I definitely mean, yeah, his. That's yeah. everywhere still. Yeah, yeah. And side businesses. That's what everyone, I haven't seen Steve Lacey do this yet, but Pharrell has like, you know, his own separate businesses mm -hmm. that do other things. If Steve Lacey's smart, he'll probably do the same thing. Yeah. Well, I have to wait to see what those are. If it's going to be a brand. Shoe deal. Shoe deal. <laughs> or something else. By the way, I heard like, is it Adidas? They have lots and lots of uh, Kanye West shoes, Yeezys that they are trying to get rid of deals uh well they someone said they could just like give them away for free for charities or something like that you know so i don't know they're trying to figure out how to do it but, but basically they're still expensive so they could make hmm. a shit ton of money out of it you know hmm. yeah maybe just give them away yeah but then they said if they do that that's the thing they said if they give them away then someone's gonna they're gonna sell resell them oh yeah for like Twice the price of retail. Charity then. Charity, yeah. That's the only way. I think that's the only way. We need to give things away. Life is a competition and the competition is to give away the most. That's the thing. Is it? I believe so. That's the game I'm playing. But like on an airplane, sort yourself out first before you help someone else. That's what they say. <laughs> that's the rule. Put yeah. your yeah. air mask on before you help your baby. Exactly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I have on Steve Lacey anyway. In other news. Yeah. That, that's all I got as well. Yeah. Check out Gemini Rights. Yeah. Check out Apollo 21. Check out that track Like Me from Apollo 21 as well. It's a really good one. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that, that is all I got. It was a good yeah. one. This was yeah. fun. Steve Lacey yeah. is awesome. Yeah. 
I think everybody on this who listens to this podcast will enjoy the music. Yeah, from Steve Lacey, and he's got a huge history and future ahead of him. Yeah, so a lot to explore. Go watch his interviews. Go watch his live stuff. He's really cool. And yeah, I mean that's it. Let's wrap it up. If you guys want to hang out with us, we're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. Instagram at uh, Rooster Grooves. TikTok at Signal Radio. Um, Twitter at Rooster Grooves. And YouTube. Did I ever say YouTube? YouTube at Rooster Grooves as well. At Rooster Grooves as yeah. well. And if you want to get in touch with us directly, hit us up at the email. Jay. Roots2Grooves at SignalRadio.com, S-I-G-N-L Radio.com. So sad, might leave my nose running. I just hope she don't wanna leave me. Roots to Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S I G N L radio.com.